For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Do you know someone on your holiday gift list that's looking to cut costs? Consider a Henson Razor. Henson Razors use quality standard blades that only cost 10 cents each. That means you'll only be spending pennies a month on blades. Compare that to multi-blade cartridges that cost 20 to 30 times more. Over a couple years, that special someone on your list will save hundreds and get a safe and smooth shaving experience along the way. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. All right. Shout out to the Who That Nation. I appreciate y'all being in the live stream. Shout out to the Who That Nation. We have a very special guest that will preview the Saints versus Texans matchup in this week. And listen, the Texans have been very competitive over the last several weeks. They're not a pushover team. They want to win, and they have a lot of young players there, and their minds are focused on trying to get that done. We have a little bit of a challenge. Well, a lot of a challenge the way we've been playing lately. The Texans won't lay down to the Saints. They're going to fight tooth and nail. But we have a very good man that will preview the matchup with us. we got Mr. Harley Dugan that's in the building. He'll come in. He represents the lead uh, from out of Houston, Texas. He's also a co-host on the Believe in Texans podcast so mr harley welcome in sir how you doing doing fantastic man got me hyped with the intro i, I i'm enjoying <laughs> that man I, I was i was swaying there i was getting into that i enjoyed that <laughs> yes you know my friend that's that's one of the things that we do here in the who that nation man we are uh, uh we love the party as you know uh down here man and we got to make sure whatever we do is it's got to have a jam 
We got it. So, uh, so, so shout out to you. Appreciate you chiming in on this one, my friend. And, and yeah, this is going to be an interesting game. I know uh, Vegas is picking the Saints to have a. Uh, I think we got what? What is it, uh, Harley? What is it? I forgot what this the uh, point spread is in terms of us, but they they're picking us to win the game, which is no solace yeah. to me, you know. But you guys, talk to me about the Texans, man. Kind of uh, educate us, enlighten us about what type of team this is. You got C.J. Stroud. A lot of stuff happened with uh, in terms of during the draft of who the number one pick should have been. The Panthers went with Bryce. The Texans end up getting C.J. They bounced back into the draft, made another move to get a defensive end. So a lot of moves shaking in the Texans. Kind of familiarize us with your team, if you will. Uh, yeah, man. Again, thank you for having me on. Um, D'Amico Ryans is the refresh button for the Houston Texans. Uh, the last two years, it's been disgusting. It's been ugly. It's, to put it quite simple, it's just been bad football. It's been bad organization. Um, so hiring D'Amico Ryans was a hitting the F5 refresh button on the whole organization. And it not only helped D'Amico and helped the Texans, it helped Cal McNair, our owner, CEO, uh, his image in front of the fans has become refreshing and it's just been electric ever since D'Amico got hired. The whole organization was excited for him. They hosted basically like a party for him, you know, which was his press conference. And he sold uh, all of the fans immediately. And I remember just getting on a Twitter space immediately after the press conference was done. Um, and I was with a good friend of mine, Patrick Storm. Uh, who also uh, covers the Texans. And I told him immediately, like, I, I'm sorry if I'm chugging the Kool-Aid, but D'Amico got me that vibe that we can win a Super Bowl with this guy as our head coach. And that's the vibe here in Houston is it's feeling great. Um, my predictions were always a five, six win team this year, but the way they've played against the Jags and the Steelers the last three weeks, really, um, the Falcons game was a disappointing loss, um, but we're not discouraged whatsoever. We are sold to what D'Amico has been trying to sell here in Houston, and it's the swarm mentality. Swarm for him is superior work ethic and relentless mindset. That is his acronym for swarm, and the whole team is bodying from it. You got guys like John Mechie who is a wide receiver out of Alabama that the Houston Texans traded up for two years ago, had a torn ACL, then just last year went into leukemia. And the reason why I highlight him is this is why I say the players are bought in. This guy came off a torn ACL in leukemia and goes to the Steelers game and is going into a motion and blocking TJ Watt successfully multiple times. You don't tell anybody just to do that. You know, just, hey, can you do that for me? No, like he is bought in, he is sold. And that tells me the rest of the team is sold on what Captain D'Amico Ryans is doing at the helm. Yeah, that's that's absolutely phenomenal because you talk about, you really talk about uh, D'Amico Ryans. He was fantastic as a player there. So, uh, you know, and he, he was fantastic, one of the better linebackers of his time. He, try, you know, he get, moves into the coaching ranks. And fastly moves up that coaching ladder to the point where uh, he's a very sought after uh, man for a job. And he goes back home, so this means to Houston. And listen, after all of the years of funk that was going on down there, a lot of people are like, yeah, we got a winner here. 
So, uh, yeah, I'm aware of D'Amico Ryan's his demeanor. And I do know being he's a younger of the younger coaches in the league that he has more of a close, you know, uh, in terms of his age to some of these players, he could relate to him. And plus he knows ball, man. So, yeah, it was a phenomenal move by you guys to sign him. And then right away, he starts going right into the ranks and starts making moves to improve upon the team. And one of the top moves that I seen him make was the drafting of C.J. Strode to kind of champion that offense. We knew the defense had for the Texans is a pretty decent defense. You know, got a lot of young guys there. But, you know, kind of talk about the offense in terms. We'll cover, you know, the waterfront in terms of the defense because um, – but let's talk about the offense under Strode, man. I, I've seen his numbers are actually his numbers are fantastic uh, as a rookie. Seven touchdowns against zero interceptions. His ratings, his rating QBR is 56.2, but over 1,400 yards passing. His numbers are better than my quarterback's numbers. So kind of talk to us about that, Harley, if you please, about C.J. Strode and his leadership over this offense, man. Yeah, from day one. Uh, everybody, the fans obviously are sold. You get a quarterback, fans are going to buy into it, especially at the number two overall pick. Um, but CJ Stroud, man, as soon as training camp, and I was there for every training camp, uh, there was open to the public. So I was there for every single one of them as much as I could be. And he got better every single day in training camp. And the, you know, described quarterback battle between him and Davis Mills, it just, it didn't felt like it was, a real it didn't feel like it I just felt like this job is CJ Stroud's to lose he got better every single day in training camp preseason comes on he gets better every single week in preseason I don't know a lot of people will remember he went two four with an interception against the Patriots in preseason and there was overreactions all over the board across national media but down here in Houston we were sold we were sold in what he could be and what D'Amico Ryans was selling to us and then you go to the regular season, and he has gotten better every single game. And now, like you said, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions. This also has to go into a lot of credit of Bobby Slowick. He's the offensive coordinator for the Texans. Bobby Slowick, way back when, he he is he knows the Kubiak-Shanahan scheme. And this goes all the way back to when he was a video coordinator with the Washington Redskins when Mike Shanahan was a coach. Mm -hmm. He's video guy and that's when Mike Shanahan had Kyle Shanahan and as well as a multitude of solid coaches there at the time one of them being Sean McVay and Bobby Slowick ended up then going to the PFF um, and worked there for a few years he goes into the 49ers ranks starts as a defensive guy inside the 49ers rank and then transitions to offense and, you know, Kyle Shanahan likes when his offensive guys do that. Mike McDaniels had a similar start where he started defensively but still finished offensively. Feels like maybe that's something Kyle Shanahan just does with his offensive coaches that he entrusts into. Bobby Soig being one of them, he has been a fantastic play caller and a very, very beneficial guy with C.J. Stroud along with a Gerard Johnson former Aggie, former quarterback, uh, along with bringing in a Case Keenum, who's been really helpful as a quarterback mentor, teaching him how to rope, showing him things. It's been a collective effort. C.J. Stroud's just translating it onto the field, but everybody deserves their flowers for his growth right now. Yeah, and, and listen, I've, I've absolutely 
love the way he's playing. And I was looking at some film of him doing some work in, in my in my meanwhile to kind of see what get a feel for the offense and how he runs. He's very he's a very athletic guy. I mean, he's not a in in check, you know, kind of straighten me out if I'm wrong. But he stands in that pocket pretty patiently and looks yeah. to deliver the ball before he runs. So that's something that show he has a very interesting pocket patience about him. He also has the wheels to kind of move out of the way if he needs to, but his mentality is to throw first and run second, correct? Yes. If mm-hmm. anything, it's to throw first, get out the way, and still look to throw before. Like running's almost a third option at times for him. You know, and so it just adds on to this. It's just an exponential growth from CJ Stroud. I I mean, I'm I'm not here, I'm here to eat crow. Like I was a Bryce Young guy. You know, like I thought he was the guy, you know, I thought he was, you know, but I always thought to myself, okay, well, you got the second pick overall. You're still going to get yourself a solid, good, maybe even great quarterback. I always thought of it like, sure, I wasn't high on CJ Stroud coming out of the draft, but I was so high on this scheme. Got to remember, we're Texans fans. We had Gary Kubiak and I know how that scheme was rocking and rolling, like, I was a high schooler that time, but I love that scheme. And I know, you know, things had to happen where he had to get let go, Bill O'Brien, whatnot, whatever. But the offensive scheme he had was so fun to watch. And that's what I had more confidence is, okay, I'm pretty confident that you can get bring in a C.J. Stroud or an Anthony Richardson, and we're going to be doing some good things offensively. Yeah, that's very interesting. The history that connects back to uh, Kubiak. That is very interesting because that was in my recollection of my understanding of the Texans history. Kubiak was the probably one of the since the the time when all this other uh, flux happened with these different coaches. The last time the Texans were meaningful was under Kubiak's uh, tenure there where he had them really rolling. And then it was a situation where they kind of fell off the cliff for several years or so. So, you know, but yeah, it, it's that's a really interesting caveat to have Kubiak's mentality back in the building with D'Amico Ryan's being there as well. So that's also very interesting. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, it, it, it is. And and it's no disrespect to B.O.B. He had some... He did what he could. He had no quarterback and still was taking us to the playoffs. So right. know, I still have to give him his credit as much as I can. Um, right. It's just when he put on – he's starting to put on other hats, and that's really – it just – it got really 
horrible. And I don't like talking about that because it gets me in a bad mood. So Gary Kubiak, his offense. I mean, we got to remember way back when with the Houston Texans, Robert Sala was one of the defensive guys here uh, in, as a coach whenever D'Amico played. You know, so that's how we have a long history. You go all the way back. You got Mike McDaniels was an offensive assistant here. Um, I want to say the Packers head coach. I don't remember if it's Matt or Mike LaFleur. I always get them both confused. But he was also an offensive assistant here with underneath Gary Kubiak. Kyle Shanahan was here. Like, I mean, so Bobby Slowick has learned from the right people. And it's definitely going to be a tall task against the New Orleans Saints really strong defense um but you know you had a really good defense in the Pittsburgh Steelers who I thought was going to give us hell and goose egg zero sacks credit to Bobby Sloick scheming up how to block TJ Watt how to run at him with guys basically they had guys motioning and they would hike the ball and they would get a head start to get onto TJ Watt and that was like oh this is fantastic let's use Andrew Beck in the I-form formation, have him get a head start motion him and hike the ball. Like that was like, okay, Bobby Slowick is definitely cooking lately. Beautiful play in the last play and the game winning could have been game winning drive to Dalton Schultz where he just right. He runs a shake route, but he's, he did that. And that's the thing with Kubiak. I like, we, we talked to Glover Quinn, myself and uh, Ruben, my other hosts of Believe in Texans. Glover Quinn was a former Texan, if anybody knows, former Detroit Lion as well. But he was here during the Kubiak days, and he said they used to run plays where they would run them two, three, four, five times, and then they would have whatever route. Let's say you keep doing an in route, in route, in route, in route. Boom. Okay, we're going to fake it. We're going to do a double move this time. And all of a sudden, the wide receiver's wide open, you know, 50 yards down the field. Glover Quinn's like, ah, well, it's just practice. They're just, that's how it's supposed to go. It's not going to happen in a game. The game happens, boom, Andre Johnson, Matt Schaub, touchdown. You know, so then you see it translate in the Falcons game. That shake route to Dalton Schultz, that was just a play that was building because they did that play before, twice, three times, and Jesse Bates saw that play happening and he bit because he kept seeing Dalton Schultz kept doing that in route, running inside whatever skinny post. He kept going inside. So Jesse Bates is like, okay, you know what? I got it this time right near the red zone. I'm all over it. And he bites. Boom. Dalton Schultz shakes him wide open back of the end zone over his head. Touchdown. Man, that would have been a nice win last week. <laughs> yeah. And like I told you before we started, the show was really uh, hoping that you guys came away with the win. It was close, and it went down to the to the wire. Anytime we can get a little help knocking off the Falcons, but we don't worry. We'll take care of them uh, in, in several weeks from now. <laughs> we'll deal with them after the bye week, several weeks from now. But that, that's most interesting, the philosophy of the Houston Texans squad, man. Because a lot of people often talk about the new rendition of the Texans uh, as more of a defensive team. So is it fair to say the defensive mentality? What's the what's the identity of this team, uh, Harley? What's the identity of this team, my friend? It's fun to finally answer that question for you because the last two years we had no identity. Nobody could ever answer that question for you the last two years. Now I can fully tell you they're a defensive team and they want to run the football. Running the ball is what's going to set up this 
play action bootleg. That's what Gary Kubiak always done. Bobby Sloig mentioned a quote all the way back in July 28th um, that the offensive line, as long as they're in their A game, it's going to help Damian Pierce be in his A game, and it's going to set up everything for the offense. So they're a defensive mindset team, run the football, let that set up the plays for passing. The Steelers game, you know, everyone was like, oh, my God, this these are beautiful passes from C.J. Stroud. They're passing, passing, passing. But when you really look at it, they still were honest to the run game. That was Damian Pierce's best game on the rock, running the ball, 83 yards rushing, I want to say. They still were honest and continued to run the ball, even though they had a lot of success passing. So, yeah, defense and run. Yeah, that's and, and that's the philosophy uh, that we hope to kind of add with our squad down here. The Saints did a really good job of rushing the ball against the New England Patriots last week. Uh, the weekend they were able to do blank build Belichick's squad 34 to nothing behind the fact that the Saints were able to run the football. We were finally able to get some touchdowns with that offense who has been struggling with Carr. So, I mean, in the end, yeah, we were looking to kind of duplicate, duplicate that as well. So let's, let's, hard, let's move into some of these stats right here because this, this is interesting for me. Let's cover some of these stats, if you will on this uh, in the matchup here the saints uh average offense right now almost 311 yards per game passing the ball 213.6 rushing at it at 97.2 you guys at 376 flat 293.4 through the air 82.6 on the ground which is interesting with damian pierce being there that's most interesting and then of course we transition to the defensive statistics saints 289.2 giving up just under 198 yards per game. Uh, the rush yards, they're uh, rushing at and giving up just under 92 there. And then, of course, you look at the Texans, 233.4 through the secondary and 112.4 they surrender on the ground. Kind of talk to us, Harley, about what's going on with you know with in terms of the running game. That's a pretty low metric for the Texans with Damian Pierce. What's going on there, bro? Yeah, so the offensive line immediately, as a lot of people might know, we've had a lot of injury issues with the offensive line, all right? And this could potentially be the first game where we have Laramie Tunsil at left tackle. Then left guard could maybe be Josh Jones. There's nothing set there yet. Um, Juice Scruggs, a rookie third, you know, yeah, later third-round pick, I want to say. I'm trying to remember that. Um, he came out of Penn State, scheme fit. They really liked him. He could potentially be back for this game. Still no word yet on him. He's supposed to be due for the return. Right guard Shaq Mason, right tackle Titus Howard. Last week you had Titus Howard at guard, left guard specifically, and then Jared Patterson, Shaq Mason, and George Fant at right tackle. The run game has just been uh, it's been a struggle bus, man. It has. Damian Pierce uh, I still have a lot of faith in Damian Pierce. Now, a lot of the fans within Houston are starting to ask whether or not the Houston Texans should be a pass-first team or a run-first team. They're starting to question the identity a little bit, and that's why I go back to that July 28th quote from Bobby Slowick. He did mention that they want to run the football, and when the offensive line is at its per- peak, then Damian Pierce is also at his peak. It's going to be a match made in heaven. I just saw last year, Damian Pierce had 925 rushing yards, I want to say, off the top of my head, with injuries in an offensive line that wasn't good last year either. So 
he runs it for a thousand yards last year if he's healthy. This year it's been tough. Uh, I you know I wish they utilized Singletary a little bit more. The backup Devin Singletary had zero carries last week. Um, seems like Damian Pierce at times is little like the ball carrier vision is questionable at times where, huh, maybe he, he could have picked this hole. You know, it's easier to say from sitting here, you know, you're not on the field. So it's a tough thing to say. It, it's, it's been a struggle at best and it's very disheartening because we saw what this offense can do against the Steelers when they were running the ball and passing the ball. That was a complete offensive attack, but you can't just ignore the run game as some fans want to almost. You can't just ignore it. Defense is going to set in on that, and that's what something the Falcons did. They started putting eight in the box, going, hey, Damian Pierce isn't going to do his thing. Okay, we're going to stop him. We're going to flood the box. We're going to make CJ pass this ball, and we're going to drop a few more guys back. We're going to disguise some blitzes, not blitz them as much, pull a bunch of guys back more, and CJ's like, huh. Okay, I got a little bit more time. I'm not used to this. I'm used to a bad offensive line and getting rid of the ball real quick, real easy doing this thing. Now it's, okay, I got to go to my check down, incomplete pass to Devin Singletary. Slow it down a little bit, CJ. Could be just fine. I have no problem with it. I got a lot of confidence, but the run game has been tough to say the least. Yeah, yeah, that's very interesting with Pierce, as good as he is. Um, you know, he was in the SEC, I'm an SEC guy, LSU guy. And I watched what he did, did in the SEC. He was phenomenal. That first year, he was really solid as well. So it's only a matter of time before he gets going uh, for them. And once he gets going, man, they're going to have something very young. That's what I was looking at, the Texans. And they, in terms of their offensive uh, unit, these young guys have a certain rhythm. I know Robert Woods is there. Uh, kind of talk to us about some familiarize us with some of the weapons you guys have. Who are some of the playmakers besides the Strode or the Damian Pierce we talked about? Who are some guys that you want to mention on the offense? We'll transition to the defense momentarily, but who are some of the guys that you want to give some shine to uh, on your offense that's making plays that that could be players you need to pay attention to in this matchup? Yeah, Nico Collins for sure. Uh, he had a bit of a down week this last week against the Falcons. But huge game against the Steelers, uh, and he has been just on an upward trend with C.J. Stroud at quarterback. So he definitely deserves a lot of praise because there was fans here in Houston that were at the point of wanting to cut him, and I just didn't see it. You see it right there. He's about 6'4", 6'3". He's huge. You see him live in practice, and you're like, whoa, this dude's big. Third round pick, you traded up for him. And that I could see where some of the frustration is. He started his first two years. It wasn't so hot. But then you got to remember he had Davis Mills at quarterback. And so now with a CJ Stroud, you finally realize what a good to great quarterback does. He makes the weapons around him better. Robert Woods, like you mentioned, veteran. Uh, he is reliable. He's Mr. Reliable. He's a guy that you need third and four, he's going to get you first down in five yards. You know, you need third and six, he's going to get you a catch for seven. You know, that's what he does. And that, so whenever they're third short, third long situations, seems like Robert Woods is the guy to call up. The guy I love the most, and he probably may not play against the Saints. So, you know, y'all, you're going to be like this right now. Tank Dell. I love Tank Dell. I'm, there's a lot of bias when I get into Tank Dell. 
because I'm a Houston Cougar fan. And Tank Dell is absolutely electric. And sure, he looks real tiny, 5'10", 165. But man, the dude is absolutely electric. And the Texans want to try to get him the ball in his hands as much as possible. They had two plays in the Falcons game where sure it got, you know, some discredit, some displeasure from the fans to toss plays to the right to Tank Dell. In my opinion, I'm just like, get him the ball as much as you can. He's a playmaker. Uh, D'Amico Ryans did say, you know, the difference for this year as well. We want to get the ball into playmakers' hands. Last year, we were getting the ball to Rex Burkhead. Like, I mean, that's just laughable. Okay, so now getting the ball to a Tank Dell, C.J. Stroud, they built a lot of chemistry uh, going into training camp and preseason, even the, the draft. I mean, C.J. Stroud wanted Tank Dell on this team, and your wish is granted. Tank Dell DM'd the Texans and told them to draft him. Don't let him leave Houston. And they did exactly what they wished for. And it's been really fun watching them two grow together. Sadly, he might miss this game. He could be injured. He did land on his head, concussion possibly. So who knows? Um, but, man, a lot of weapons. Dalton Schultz is another one, solid tight end. Really emerged last week against the Falcons. Um, besides him, though. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's really about it. I haven't seen too much of John Mechie. He's done a lot of dirty work, and I appreciate it. Haven't seen too much of him used in the passing game. Xavier Hutchinson's another guy maybe you get to see this week with potentially Tank Dell down. Xavier Hutchinson flashed in, in training camp. I mean, he was beating our cornerbacks pretty consistently, one of them being Shaq Griffin, who the Saints will be playing against this week since we don't have Derek Stingley. He should be returning from injury. Yeah, and Stingley's LSU guy, and I know I was looking forward to see him playing a game, and unfortunately we'll miss him, or maybe fortunately, <laughs> depending on how you look at yes. this thing. But, but yes, indeed, I, I, I like how the Texas defense is constructed. Offensively speaking, it's only a matter of time with all those young weapons you know, getting going. They're, they're going to flash in that AFC South, let me tell you something. And the close competition, the game was really big for them beating, beating the Steelers too, running neck and neck with the – Falcons, who a lot of people saying is a good team. But, yeah, it's very interesting. The defense, let's transition over to the defense, Harley. Let's talk about your defense, man. We know that you guys have a 
bevy of, of really interesting talent over there. Will Anderson Jr. was the high pick for you guys. You got our old guy over there, Sheldon Rankins. Jonathan Grin Grinnard is another guy. I think he's your sack leader, if I'm not saying that guy knows yeah. how to get after it. Uh, Denzel Perryman is another interesting linebacker. Christian Harris. Uh, you got uh, Steven Nelson, the former Steeler there. Kind of familiarize us with the defense and the concepts and what you think will happen in terms of the Texans matchup against the Saints. The strength of this Texans defense since training camp has been the secondary. And even without Derek Stingley, it just seems like the next man up mentality just continues within the secondary. Steven Nelson has been the best cornerback since training camp. And that includes Derek Stingley. Steven Nelson is legit all him. He has been magnificent this year. I mean, kudos to him. He has just been, I couldn't expect it. A guy that you picked up last year, got an extension right before the season, even after throwing some shade at Nick Casario, GM of the Texans, for wearing a sweater vest and saying that you can't trust guys that wear sweater vests. And Nick Casario joked it off. No hard feelings. And, hey, here's an extension, and he is making do on the payment. He has been fantastic. Continuing with the secondary, Shaq Griffin has played well, um, solid, nothing too crazy to go about, just does his thing. He signed here from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, the reason he did sign here is he mentioned being a scheme fit for this Texans defense, which he is, and he's played well, uh, should be returning off injury. Again, no Derek Stingley, but the two safeties, to me, the, star, the straws that stir this whole defense, it's Jimmy Ward and Jalen Petrie, both of those guys right there. Jalen Petrie is – he's going to be an all-pro sometime in his career. I think he's just that good. Uh, coming from Baylor, he's from Stafford, Texas, hometown boy. Uh, he is fantastic. And, I mean, there's stories when, at Baylor uh, where the head coach – and I am forgetting his name. I see his face right now. But the head coach currently at Baylor had basically Jalen Petrie rules. He played him closer to the line of scrimmage. He had him do what he wanted, and rightfully so because he is super successful. He's even better when he gets closer to the line of scrimmage, but he has no slouch when he's playing deep back at safety. Jimmy Ward, hey, man, huge signing. Great captain for this team, veteran defensive leader. D'Amico wanted a Jimmy Ward. Jimmy Ward wanted to be with D'Amico. It's a match made in heaven. He lays some big hits. He plays really well. He's not playing that slot role anymore like he was in the 49ers. He is predominantly a safety, and he is very successful at it. The two safeties are strong for the Houston Texans. Then you go into the linebackers. Yeah, Denzel Perryman, very solid this year. Has played well, little knickknack injury here and there, but overall has been a really good addition to this Texans team, actually helping the run game. And then, you know, Christian Harris, you mentioned as well. But to me, the star of the linebackers right now is rookie Henry T. Henry Toa Toa from Alabama. He has been really strong. Last week, he had his probably his worst game against the Falcons. Um, the Falcons did find out that, hey, Kyle Pitts is pretty good to use. Johnny Smith is, huh, he's pretty good to use as well. And Desmond Ritter got him the ball, both of them, 
consistently on Henry Tulatolo. The strength for him is not pass coverage. We know that. He can hold his own here and there. He made a play against the Steelers in the red zone, um, but he's really good against the run, and he has been increasingly just gotten better every week, and that's kudos to D'Amico Ryans being a former linebacker, linebacker's coach for the 49ers. He's really helped them out a lot. Blake Cashman is another linebacker as well that is going to make plays. Saints fans are going to see a lot of Blake Cashman, a guy that, yeah, he can cover a few guys here and there. He is athletic enough to guard a tight end, and he does it well enough. He does it pretty good, and for some reason, he's always got a knack to being around the ball. He Whether it's getting an interception, whether it's, you know, creating a fumble or being somewhere in a fumble scrum, like Blake Cashman has always got his nose in the dirt somewhere, somehow. And then you got the defensive line. You mentioned Will Anderson. He's an absolute stud. You're going to look at the stats and go, he's only got one sack since week one. He is top 10, top five in pressure percentage win rate. And what does that mean? He's getting pressures constantly against the quarterback. And sooner or later, it's going to break. And it's going to start acclimating. The sacks are going to start coming for Will Anderson. As of right now, I do think teams are looking at it like, huh, who else on this Texans team can create sacks? Sure, Jonathan Bernard, like you said, I believe six sacks or five sacks. He is the sack leader for the Texans. But there is some inconsistencies to him. Baltimore game, yeah, he was out there doing his thing. Colts game, not there. Uh, The game after the Jaguars game, some noise here and there. Nothing like Baltimore. Then you go to the Pittsburgh Steelers game, two sacks, wreaking havoc. But then you go to last week's game against the Falcons, and he's nowhere to be heard again. So I need to see some more consistency out of Jonathan Grenard because teams are looking at Will Anderson. They're double teaming him. They're chipping him. They're doing their thing, trying to make sure he doesn't wreck it whatsoever. And, you know, the weakness to this Texans team to me is the interior. It's Malik Collins and Sheldon Rankins. There's nothing against Sheldon Rankins. I think he's done a well job, but it's only one guy. And Malik Collins isn't that good against the run. Sheldon Rankins is a solid run stuffer, can hold the gaps, take on double teams, you know, and try to make the other guys get in on those tackles and credit to them with Henry T and everyone else doing their job. But you can run on this Texans defense. Maybe, I'm hoping, Hassan Ridgeway, who was injured, could be returning for this game, had a really good week one against the Ravens. That is someone that coming possibly coming back should be due for a return in this Saints game. Could actually help this run defense and hopefully, you know, stand up and do their thing and get some strong stops. They've been doing a great job as a team. Kudos to them. But it can be better. And if you're going to have success on this team, it's going to be running the ball. Yeah, and we were. I was looking at that, Harley, to be honest with you, and, and look at some film. I was like, yeah, that's the key to it. And anytime you go into somebody else's building, you got to bring your running attack with you. Mm-hmm. The defense and the running attack has to follow you there. Then everything else, uh, you build it on that. So, yeah, that's the hope of, that the Saints wants to run the football. So kind of, you know, you talked about a lot of really fascinating players. What's your keys to victory for the Texans to get the dub against the Saints? 
Oh, man. If we're going to get this dub, I do feel like last week was a punch in the mouth for the Texans. But I am so confident in a bounce-back game with D'Amico Ryans. I really am. I'm entrusting myself with D'Amico. He has my whole heart and soul. So if anything, I do believe this Texans team, hopefully I'm going to assume Ridgeway is going to play. I don't have nothing yet on that. Um, But if he's playing, I am I am ecstatic about it. They did do a good job holding B. John Robinson. I was on two Falcons podcasts, and they're telling me, as long as you contain B. John and make Desmond Ritter a passer, you're probably going to win this game. We did exactly that, and we lost. So Desmond Ritter threw 330 passing yards against us. We had Kadar Holman. Shaq Griffin was out. Kadar Holman held his own, actually. A guy that was just a practice squad guy for corner did his thing. Houston Texans, they're going to want to win this game. They got to do similar things like the Falcons. I'm going to hold that to them. You got to contain. You're not going to stop Alvin Kamara. You got to contain him as much as you can. And you got to see Derek Carr. Can you make him a passer, which he is. And he is consistently a good passer as well in generic football talk. Uh, But the secondary has got to do their thing. They're the strength of this team. Jimmy Ward, Jalen Petrie, Steven Nelson, those are the three guys in the secondary. As long as this team can hold down the front with the run game and a turnover maybe here, there, they got to win the turnover battle. They did in the Falcons game, but they didn't capitalize. And that's a big key with a young team. There's growing pains with this team, but I'm expecting a bounce back. Got to capitalize and win the turnover battle and got to win that time of possession. That's what you lost in the Falcons game. Defense was on the field way too many times, giving the Falcons way too many opportunities. You got to win time of possession if you're going to have a chance or at least be equal with the Saints. Yeah, and and I wish I had the same type of excitement and passion you have for your coach. I mean, mean, Dennis Allen is a guy that kind of took over the job. He was appointee by Sean Payton. And nothing to disparage the guy, but, you know, it's, he's still learning on the job. So, you know, we, we kind of going through our lumps and bumps and bruises over here. Uh, the team has wrapped itself around him. It's brought in coaches that he's familiar with. It's given him the quarterback that he drafted that's here to direct the offense. So we are kind of just happy that we've gotten a win, but we want to see if our offense can build on top of what, happened against the Pats and the Pats are not very good. We are supposed to do that to a, a, a bad team, smash them like that, but we have to keep, continue to build on the team. The Texans is, is not the, the, the Patriots. They are a competitive team. That's going to handle business against, uh, uh, against anybody. So uh, th- that's very fascinating. And this is in, in some of the things we talk about keys of victory for the saints. It's pretty much the same thing that I mentioned customarily uh, from time to time here, running the ball. We ran the ball 41 times, 130 plus yards last week against the Pats. We had almost, uh, what was it? Uh, almost 40 minutes worth of time of possession. Uh, you know, so yeah, so we, we, exactly. So we had that much time going on for us there. We were able to dominate using a running attack, which shrunk their playbook. So we did a lot of positive stuff. We were able to get to him a couple of times, sack the quarterback, Mac Jones, kind of flustered him, pick him off, had a pick six. And we kind of rattled those guys and all three aspects stepped up and played a very good game. So outside of that, I don't know uh, if the Saints can carry on and do this type of thing moving forward in terms of taking what they're doing and adding to it and keep doing it moving forward game after game. That's the test. That's what we'll be paying attention to. So, uh, 
it's a lot of stuff that has to happen for the Saints to get the dub, and that's what we're looking at. So, yeah, man. I hey, the Houston Texans at the end of the day, I do think, and I I really do think a huge bounce back game is in the works, especially coming back home. Then you have a bye week. D'Amico mentioned it uh, on on air when he was on six ten, which is our flagship station for the Houston Texans here in Houston. And he mentioned, hey, this is the week before the bye week. Empty whatever you got, all your stamina. It goes out this week. You got to do whatever it takes to get that win and end it going into 500 on the bye week. I mean, you ask any Texan fan, we're ecstatic right now. We didn't think we'd be here. Like we, The exponential growth of the team in general has been fascinating to our eyes, and it's been making us, you know, sip some of that Kool-Aid and looking at that division, looking around like, huh, maybe this team is a little bit step forward than what I thought. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm liking this. This is what it's like to be competent and relevant again in the NFL. Okay. Huh. Thank you. I appreciate you, D'Amico and Nick and Cal McNair. So yeah, Houston Texans definitely got a tough battle though with the Saints. This isn't going to be easy. Defense for sure is something that I am uh, worried about with C.J. Stroud going up against a good defense. Yes, he's fantastic, um, but again, this is maybe another one of his best defenses that you're going to play in the NFL on his schedule right now. I thought the Steelers would give us some trouble, um, and they didn't. Um, Granted, it was J.J. Day. Maybe they were hyped up a little bit more. It was also a sold-out crowd for the first time in a lot of these players' careers, when they, you know, Damian Pierce, he's never seen a sold-out crowd here in Houston. So he was he was hyped to play for the game. He talked about it, you know. So another home game. If anyone was there at the Steelers game and I was there, it was electric. Hey, I know it's going to be flooded with New Orleans Saints fans. Uh, it was flooded with Steelers fans, and they held their own, and we were considerably louder than those Steelers fans. It's going to be very interesting. It's going to be a lot of fun tailgating between Saints and Texans fans this week. Yeah, let me tell you something. That's a lot of good eating between uh, oh, those two, man. You, I mean, let me tell you, I, I, I am kind of getting a little jealous there. But listen, <laughs> let's, get a, let's get a score prediction from you, Harley, uh, uh, for the game. I know you're saying you're thinking the Texans might get the dub. You're feeling pretty good. You're feeling energetic about it. What would what, be your score, my friend? Oh, man. A score, I'm going to say this is very defense-heavy. Uh, I want to – okay, first, just gut impression was 2017. I'll just go with the gut. We'll go 2017 Texans. Kaimi Fairbairn is extremely consistent as our kicker. Uh, he just doesn't miss when it's under 50 yards. He just – I don't know if he's ever missed uh, for this last – this year and in some of last year as well. He's the all-time Houston Texans scorer, uh, so he's been fantastic. think he has a good game this week. It's going to be a defensive battle. It might be an ugly win, to say the least, and that's what I thought the Steelers game would have been, was an ugly win, and we ended up blowing them out. So hopefully, you know, for the Saints fans, that doesn't end the same way for y'all uh, like the Steelers did, but I am going 20-17. to 17. All right, 2017, that's not a bad prediction, man. I, um... I think the last game we had uh, against the Patriots, I kind of picked more of a close score because 
we don't know what type of offense we're going to get. I, I'm I'm hoping and being optimistic that we get the offense where we can get three scores, three touchdowns in the matchup, uh, and they do something. But it's extremely uh, – it, it's all based on offense. The special teams, we have some rookies at the kicker and punter position that are doing extremely well. Our defense, you already know about our defense. Our offense is the thing that we're all waiting to catch up. And once the once the offense kicks and goes, I think that this team it'll it'll take the Saints into like one of the, the top five teams in the NFL. But it's all we're waiting for Carr. We're waiting for the Saints offense to get and go. We're waiting for them to take off and figure out what they need to do and stay there. And that is the really frustrating part with the Who That Nation is when does that happen? We've seen what they did with the New England Patriots this past week, but we're hoping they build on top of that going forward. So that's what we'll be paying attention to. So I kind of look at the game and I would have to say a close score like that too. I would say probably uh, if I had to guess at it, I would say maybe shoot. I would say 20, I would say 2017 or 21, uh, 17, something like that. I'm not looking at it being a blowout or nothing like that, but you're right. The saints, they have to do their scouting work just like we did. And they're going to have to, do what they got to do to get the running game going. And Derek Carr has to have a more solid performance. He has all these weapons, Rashid Shaheed, Chris Olave, Michael Thomas is there. Taysom Hill is there. Elvin Kamara is there. You know, hopefully we get Jawan Johnson back sooner or later. Down the road, we'll get you, uh, uh, get uh, Jamal Williams back once he comes off IR. So to keep this thing rolling. So this is a fantastic offense in on paper, but they have to, they have to get in sync. And that's the big part where we are waiting to see that happen. So. We'll see. But anyway, with that being said, Harley, talk to the Who That Nation. Tell them your uh, socials, bro, where you can be contacted or reached so they can check out your broadcast, bro. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, You can find me at the lead underscore H-O-U, the lead Houston, anywhere on social media. Just type that into the search bar. YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, hell, Facebook. I, I try to do as much as I can, uh, especially YouTube. We're on the road to 5,000 subscribers. We're currently at 4,130 at 5,000 subscribers. I will be giving away a D'Amico Ryan's signed football. Yes, a legitimate D'Amico Ryan's, your head coach of the Houston Texans, signed football. We're trying to get there so much, so fast. I appreciate everyone that has subscribed. Remember, it's all Houston all the time. That is all Houston all the time. I appreciate you, Harley, for chiming in with us, man. Uh, y'all check him out, man. Twitter, YouTube, man. He, the guy is really good at what he does with the podcast, brings a really good energy to it. Very insightful, as you guys heard on this broadcast. And he's really cool dude as well. So with that being said, man, once again, appreciate you for chiming in, dropping some knowledge on us about the Houston Texans. Um, it's going to be a positive game going down there to see if we were, it's going to be a really good entertaining game, man. We look, I'm looking forward to it to see what our offense does. And man, listen, uh, uh, you know, good luck to you. Good luck to us. Let's just make it all fun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Stay healthy. That's you right. And healthy. <laughs> for all sure, right. Man. So with that being said, man, we're going to get out on that. Appreciate y'all for joining us. Y'all please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button. And by all means, feel free to share the show links on your social media feed. And we'll holler at you on the next one. Much love and poo that. Peace. Yeah. Like Benson, I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that.
Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, eh. Where we do that, eh. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, eh. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. It's Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. WhoThatDaily.com. That's right, the WhoThatDaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top-flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. The WhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.